0: Hello, faithful listeners, and welcome to part two, yes, part two, of my Ed and Eddie retrospective series. I know I was apprehensive about making this into a series, but seeing how much fun it was to talk about the show and laugh my ass off, I figured, why not? NA was one of my favorite shows growing up, and it left a massive impact on our childhoods. You either loved watching it like me, hated it to that I say, what the fuck is wrong with you, or you weren't allowed to watch it because your parents found it dumb. Doesn't matter, this show meant something to our childhoods, and I'll be glad to talk about it whenever I can. If you haven't listened to the last episode I did, I thought Season 1 was a good season. The only negatives I could think of was the dated animation and how they constantly made the cankers be the source of the Ed's failures. Now we move on to Season 2. Same as before. I'll be going over each episode, list my pros and cons, they give my overall opinion. It's the second season of the Eds and their endless scams, but does it hold up well? I'm Eric from Geek's Crossing, and this is the Ed and Eddie Season 2 Retrospective, starting with Know It All Ed. The Eds find turkey basers and sell them as quote unquote Canadian squirt guns. This soon dissolves into an old western cliche where the cankers start making a ruckus and it's up to Sheriff Eddie and his deputies to stop them. I'll admit, it was kind of funny seeing them go this direction. This is also one of the few times where a scam actually worked because the kids were having fun while using the turkey basters, which does lead to the episode's problems. If you guys thought Eddie was a shitty captain during the Season 1 finale, as a sheriff, he's no better because he kept charging the kids with ridiculous fines, even though he already made a profit by selling them the squirt guns. And of course, he only stands up to the Kankers because they took his money rather than torturing his peers. But the squirt gun duel between the Eds and Kankers was pretty funny, because the Eds literally missed every shot. Even Double D, who mind you, was using a fucking gallon gun. Overall, I thought this episode did a solid job with starting off Season 2. Dear Ed, Johnny grows apart from Plank, so the Eds try to help him find a new ideal pal. What makes this episode stand out is the way Johnny acts when he's alone. Without Plank, he's completely distraught and I can't help but feel bad for him. The way the Eds try to cheer up Johnny offers a lot of laughs, such as Ed trying to read cue cards, trying to sell him a friend from the quote-unquote friends store, digging through Ed's basement where we find an embarrassing yet hilarious baby picture of Ed, or Eddie hosting a party full of inanimate objects with painted faces. We also learned that Johnny's habit doesn't just apply to Plank, but to other inanimate objects, such as Bob the traffic cone, and Salty Sam the crusty boot. And if you're wondering where Plank is during all this, well, Jimmy was nice enough to take care of him, which was honestly the weakest part of the episode, believe it or not. Not saying it's horrible, but they definitely could have made that part of the episode more fleshed out. Even though from the very small cutaway that we got, it's obvious Jimmy felt very awkward talking to a piece of wood by himself. Thank God he and the others crashed at his party or else Johnny and Plank wouldn't have reunited. Funny enough, Eddie was outraged over the fact that the kids were at his party despite his goal of achieving popularity. Then again, Kevin did break one of his favorite records, so I don't blame him. But the final scene where the Eds and Jimmy dance around and having a good time is just so wholesome to watch. Still looking for a clean cover of that song they were dancing to. (laughs) Overall, it's a pretty good episode. Knock Knock, Who's Ed? A monster movie marathon is airing on TV, and Ed wants nothing more than to watch all 8 hours of it. However, Sarah kicks him out of the house, so the Eds must find another way to see the marathon. Already I relate to this episode because I know what it's like trying to watch a marathon on TV, especially from this show. <laughs> I like the beginning where the Eds tried to make a giant gelatin pool only for Ed to naturally fuck it up. In terms of the main story though, Eddie was the one who fucked up because he provoked Sarah to kick him out, and they could have easily watched the marathon at either his or Double D's house. Hell, Double D himself brought that up, but Eddie responded by saying, What? and ruined the plot? Most of my favorite parts occurred in the middle, where the Eds desperately tried to watch the marathon. Hiding inside a fake doll for Sarah and Jimmy, which of course failed. Digging up Kevin's front yard to make it look like Ed was flying a plane and crash. Honestly, do you really think Kevin's gonna buy the idea of Ed flying a plane? I sure as hell wouldn't. Then again, he did somehow hit inside a TV while a show was playing, so I guess anything's possible. Anyway, the Eds finally see the movie marathon at Rolf's house thanks to his kind gesture. And by that, I mean secretly get to his TV while Rolf tells a long boring story about the time he and his family fought a giant sea cucumber. Forget monster movies, that sounds more interesting if you ask me. Unfortunately, the movie marathon wasn't what they expected, which again, I can relate to, but that didn't matter to Ed because he waited so long to watch it. I always laugh my ass off at the scene where Ed yells, MOVIE God FOR ED! with his piercing red eyes. That goes to show Ed should never be taken lightly. Of course, Season 4 takes that trope to a much darker tone, but I'm jumping ahead here. <laughs> 1 plus 1 equals Ed. Oh my god, this episode was amazing. If you guys remember all the way back in Season 1, this episode was ranked number three in my top ten favorite episodes, and for good reason. The Eds try to uncover the mysteries of life, but in turn cause them to experience a lot of bizarre shit. The beginning part still kills me with Ed waking Eddie up in the middle of the night, asking all these philosophical questions, like, "How can my feet smell? If they don't have a nose. Why don't birds take a bus south for the winter? When you close the first door, does the little light stay on?" Again, these are the questions we should be asking ourselves, people. But it gets better once the Eds undergo their discoveries. Words can't describe all the bizarre shit the Ed's come across, but I'm gonna try. Ed hugging a tree until it was flat as cardboard. Eddie and Double D find themselves behind the silhouetted houses in the backdrop. Eddie eating the sun and ripping apart Jimmy's outline. Ed carving a hole into the atmosphere which caused Eddie to fall in an endless loop. Briefly, of course. Eddie ripping off Sarah's mouth. The Ed's hiding inside Kevin's pupil while he's riding his bike airborne. Johnny and Plank switching heads. Naz having a dinosaur body. Rolf having three heads. And to top it off, the Ed's riding a giant cloud only feared to get popped by a giant pencil in the sky. I like to believe that's a reference to the illustrators actually drawing the scene as we go. This episode is nothing but sheer randomness, and I love it, as it really shows how much fun the writers are having while laying loose their imaginations. Eeny, meeny, miny, Ed. Eddie convinces Ed that Double D is inhuman, as a joke. Of course, it wouldn't take long until things get out of hand. I should probably mention the episode's problems first to change things up. Even though I love seeing Ed acting gullible, I felt like this episode took it too far as he kept believing all the stupid shit Eddie was saying. Mostly about Double D being half lizard and turning the kids into human-slash-insect hybrids. Doesn't help that during the scene where Double D was brushing his teeth, Eddie kept turning the lights on and off to make it look like he was quote-unquote attacking. And in one shot, Ed clearly sees Eddie flickering with the lights and doesn't say a word. And poor Double D, man. He was upon in A's big prank without knowing what's going on. This episode still has some good moments though such as the beginning where the Eds tried to build a miniature golf course, but Ed broke their main obstacle, naturally. And it was very nice of Naz to invite Ed and Double D over to her barbecue, solidifying she's one of the few characters who can actually tolerate the Eds. Eddie getting stuck in a bucket and mistaking for a giant cockroach is honestly the best part for me, as it led to Rolf beating the living shit out of Eddie with his shoe. That was ultimate payback for all the trouble he caused. Despite the problems I have, it's still an enjoyable episode. Ready, set, Ed. The Eds, mostly Eddie, Try to break a world record so he can outrank Kevin. This was honestly a great one as it really captures the rivalry between Eddie and Kevin. I love the beginning where Ed and Double D were testing out Ed's new toy, which somehow was able to carve a hole through Eddie's stomach. Don't worry, it's not as gruesome as it sounds, and Ed revealing that he had seagulls living under his bed. I wouldn't be surprised if those were the same seagulls from Verd go. But the real humor begins when the Eds built themselves a rocket car, which according to Eddie, was able to help them travel around the world at incredible speed. Of course, the Eds don't have the skills or technology to build a real rocket car, so the rest of the episode features them trying to keep up the facade. First, they attach the homemade car on a popcorn machine to make it look like it's flying, having crayon-colored backdrops to make it look like they're actually traveling in different countries, such as Scotland, Switzerland, Mexico, etc., and even have Ed and Double D dress up as locals to make it more realistic. Not surprisingly, Kevin was the first one to see through this hoax, and Eddie's plan backfired. Overall, very solid episode. Hands Across Ed. The Eds decide to host a talent show in order to make a profit. Already I give this episode praise for how relatable it is. Not only do kids compete in talent shows, but they act as if they were famous, especially Jimmy who desperately wants to be a star. The beginning where the Eds use a giant magnet to steal Kevin's coins was pretty funny, even though it wasn't going to work anyway because coins can't normally stick to magnets. Along with the auditions they held, such as Johnny and Plank doing stand-up comedy, but only Johnny himself and Ed apparently can understand the jokes, so that was a quick reject. Naz playing the tuba horrendously, but she gets accepted anyway because of course she does. Rolf was about to perform his traditional dance of the hairless otter, but Eddie rejected him because... THERE'S NO BUDGET FOR SUBTITLES! (laughs) Sarah and Jimmy were about to do a music act, but Eddie gave Jimmy the opportunity to fly solo in order to reach fame. Jimmy of course agrees, much to Sarah's dismay. He soon learns that things don't always work out for you in showbiz, and he learned that shit the hard way when his magic act failed big time, and he gets injured after getting tangled by the telethon meter. You know, he's lucky that Sarah still cares for him because anyone else would let him suffer for the way he acted. And yes, this whole talent show was part of a telethon so the Eds could raise money for Ed's eyebrow operation. But we all know what the profits are really going towards. Either way, the telethon failed miserably because no one made any pledges, and Ed didn't know what a donation was, which was honestly the best part. And don't worry, we actually get to see Rolf's Hairless Otter dance at the end when he and Kevin did their own show. Needless to say, it was far more successful than what the Eds had. In the end, it's still an enjoyable episode. Floss, you're Ed. Ed has a loose tooth, and Eddie tries to remove it by any means necessary, even forming an alliance with the kids. Let's be honest, we've all experienced a loose tooth, this kids, and desperately tried to rip it out so the Tooth Fairy can pay us a visit and leave us some cash. I know I did, but that's going off topic. This episode had a lot of comedic gold, such as the beginning where the Eds make their own version of SeaWorld, but instead of money, Johnny paid them in coconuts. Along with Eddie's attempt at removing Ed's tooth, from painting a fake jawbreaker and having a boxing match with Ed which ended both badly for him and Double D. But when Rolf, Sarah, and Kevin get on board, it gets better. My favorite has to be Kevin turn at removing the tooth, because Kevin literally fished out Ed by putting Butter Toast on a fishing lure. Seeing Ed flop around like a fish was fucking hilarious, and it's ironic how Eddie ends up with a loose tooth instead of Ed. Still, that didn't stop Eddie's plan on trying to get rich, because he had one more plan on trying to attract the Tooth Fairy, but Ed ends up eating both his and Eddie's loose tooth that get caught in the gutter. I know, that sounds disgusting, but it's so goddamn funny. It just goes to show what happens when you obsess over something. In Like Ed, the Eds decide to spy on Kevin to see what makes him so cunning. This episode follows the cliches you see in old spy movies. You name it. Top secret labs, inventions, codenames, and mingle while incognito. But with Ed and a humor which makes it so good, Ed, or The Claw as he wanted to be called, was honestly the best part of the episode. Even though his spy skills were atrocious, they led to some of the funniest moments in this season. Like Ed was supposed to plan a hidden camera, but he left the camera in front of Kevin's house. Then he was disguised as a bird bath, which made him stick out like a sore thumb. And my personal favorite? Ed ziplining down to Jimmy's house only to crash in his wall. Bro, I fucking die of laughter every time I see that. Eddie and Double D had some pretty funny moments too. Like Eddie trying to sell things at a garage sale, but with outrageous prices. Seriously? $15 for a glass, an extra $10 for water? There's no fucking way someone would pay $25 for a glass of water. But that's what makes it so humorous. Double D dressing up as Naz during Jimmy's party gave me a good laugh too. Admittedly, it's a lot creepier now than I remembered. I guess my only negatives would be how oblivious the Eds were for not realizing Kevin was attending a birthday party, because they were under the assumption that Kevin was attending a spy meeting or some shit like that, even though it was pretty obvious that it was Jimmy's birthday party. At least the ending where the Eds accidentally destroyed Jimmy's house with a smoke bomb still made me laugh. Great episode either way. Who let the Ed in? Ed has an imaginary friend named Jib, and not surprisingly, he becomes a nuisance towards Eddie. If it wasn't obvious already, this episode tackles the subject of kids having imaginary friends. Let's be honest, everyone has had at least one imaginary friend growing up, whether it's because of having trouble socializing or just having fun in general. Yes, as weird as it was to see Ed having a sword fight or playing tic-tac-toe by himself, you can tell he was having fun, which I find wholesome. And of course, seeing Eddie lose his patience offers a lot of laughs, especially the scene where Eddie starts beating up a tree just to show how frustrated he is. We also learned in this episode that Johnny doesn't view Plank as an imaginary friend, but instead a real person. Very creepy but wholesome at the same time. Although, it does get a little bizarre towards the end where Eddie traps Jib in a quote-unquote invisible trap and we learn Jib was real this whole time, and then he proceeds to beat the living shit out of Eddie. As sad as it was seeing Jib leave the cul-de-sac in the end, it's hard to take it seriously knowing that there's practically no one leaving the cul-de-sac when you really think about it. Good episode though. Home cooked Eds. The Cankers go on vacation, but not to a big city or tropical area, Instead, Eddie's front lawn, which becomes a hazard to him and his friends. The Kankers take their stalking habit to a whole new level in this one. Not only are they technically invading private property, but they also stole some of their possessions, i.e. Double D's labeled items. And it only gets worse when they begin trashing Eddie's house, which I'll admit was pretty funny. This episode also had one of the best adult jokes from the show. Of course, I'm talking about the scene where the Kankers raid Eddie's clothes, and Double D goes, Eddie, I feared they're becoming amorous. What's that mean? As soon as he whispered what it meant in Eddie's ear, they fucking ran away like there's no tomorrow. Obviously, I didn't understand the joke as a kid, but now it makes sense. I also liked how the Eds tricked the Kankers into thinking there was a typhoon, which finally got them off Eddie's property. Until Johnny ruined everything. Speaking of which, Johnny was pretty pissed off throughout the episode because the Kankers stole Plank and used him as a backscratcher. But the Kankers soon learned the hard way of what happens when you steal Plank away from Johnny. Good episode overall. Rambling Ed. Eddie and Double D help Ed move out so he can avoid Sarah's chores, and they move into Rolf's house of all places. There's a lot of humor featured in this episode, believe it or not. Starting with the scam where Eddie contacts the quote-unquote Spirit of the Underwood, which failed because of Sarah's interruption. But the real humor starts when the Eds proved to be too much for Rolf to handle, as they kept interfering with his work. Like Ed, who is quote-unquote Hot-tubbing in the food he feeds his animals, eating all of his food and leaving him a huge mess to clean up, and almost ruining his kitchen and bathroom. My favorite part has to be when Ed was snoring so loud that the shed was moving simultaneously with his snores. If I can nitpick on a few things, besides Sarah being a spoiled bitch as always, Johnny and Plyton take Ed's place while he's away from home, yet they barely showed any of it. Also, it's never explained why Eddie and Double D decided to join Ed when he moved out. Maybe they were helping him get settled in or something? I don't know. That part felt very vague. Although, this episode has some of the best lines Rolf has ever said. Such as, 50 animals do not belong in Rolf's shed! Or, The burden of hospitality is too great for Rolf! And of course, you have broken the Saturday stock on the back of a sea I could listen to those lines all day and still laugh my ass off. Very solid and humorous episode. To Sir with Ed. Nash shows up to Eddie's house with him under the assumption that he's on a date with her. So Double D and Ed try to guide him through. It's one of those laid back episodes with no scams instead have the Eds try to help each other. Though I think I should mention the flaw briefly. It was so obvious that Nash was there to babysit Eddie, yet none of the Eds couldn't figure it out. Not even Double D, which was pretty sad. Also, I never understood why Eddie's parents chose Naz to babysit him when they're basically the same age. I guess maybe it's because of his height, but that still doesn't make sense. But there's still some humor to make up for it. Like Double D and Ed rushing over to Eddie's when he thinks he's being attacked by a giant snake, which led to Ed trying to suck the venom out of his leg. That was freaking hilarious. Or when Naz invited Kevin, Johnny, and Rolf over, where the latter makes a giant chicken ice sculpture. This led to the funniest part of the episode, where Ed shows Eddie the ice sculpture, only for Ed to slip, causing Eddie's tub to crash through the floor. Good luck explaining that to your parents, Eddie. Just kidding, the living room goes back to normal in the following scene as if nothing happened. <laughs> Despite having a weird plot, it's definitely still watchable. Key to My Ed. The Eds find a key and Eddie is obsessed with trying to figure out what it opens. Once again, it's one of those episodes where A lets his obsession get the better of him, as he and his friends tried using it on all sorts of things a key would never open, like Jimmy's retainer, a cow's udder, a sewer lid. Bro, I wish I was making this shit up. But during all this, Double D keeps on trying to convince Eddie to find the key's owner. Even through a long monologue, which is pretty funny. Of course, Eddie takes the idea in the wrong direction, which caused chaos between their peers. Except for Johnny, who was sleeping. According to Double D, Johnny always snaps at 3 o'clock. Do you mind explaining how you know that, Double D? At least Eddie's lying. Does this guy sleep through the whole show? Made up for it. I guess the canker showing up with no build-up would be the episode's flaw. But it did lead to the Eds figuring out what the key opens. Ed's front door. Because apparently, Ed had a key that fell out of his pocket and... Yeah... They pretty much went through all this trouble for nothing. Still, it's a funny episode all things considered. Urban Ed. The Eds decide to make their own city in order to attract their peers. However, Johnny's the only one who doesn't seem to like the urban setting all too much. Which is understandable when you think about it. What I love is how they satirize what you typically see in a city. Aggressive drivers, large crowds, bird shit everywhere, and people going insane. And I don't mean Sarah being up when she thought he cut it in line. No, I'm talking about Johnny when he and Plank get separated once again. This time, Johnny's a lot more aggressive, as shown when he yelled and later attacked Eddie then taking his money. Yeah, he wasn't taking any shit from Eddie. This episode still had some funny moments, like Eddie and Ed dropping spoonfuls of yogurt to make it look like bird shit, Jimmy getting traumatized with the many cardboard cutouts, hey, I'd be creeped out too if I was surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of cardboard cutouts, or when they briefly reference King Kong with Johnny climbing the tallest building, and by buildings, I mean large cardboard boxes stacked together to look like tall buildings. I can't imagine how many boxes they had to steal to make this city. (laughs) Good episode though. Stop looking Ed. Eddie is fed up with rules and convinces everyone to start breaking them. But Double D, being the neat freak that he is, begins to lose his sanity. I feel like this is an episode we can all relate to. Because let's be real, everyone hated rules as kids. Hell, people still hate rules as adults. Just look at how the world is right now. But that's besides the point. Each time Eddie or the kids break a rule offers a lot of laughs. Rolf letting his animals run loose. Johnny running around naked. Sarah and Jimmy turned to fat blobs after eating too much ice cream. Needless to say, Eddie broke more rules than anyone. This includes, but not limited to, stepping on grass when there's a keep off sign. Same thing goes for wet cement. Vandalizing Double D's room, where he removed the tag off his mattress that states, Do not remove under penalty of law. That instantly broke Double D. Speaking of which, it was funny to see Double D go insane towards the end. Especially when Ed accidentally dropped his ant farm, and Double D ends up choking him with his legs. You can tell Double D takes great pride in following rules. Ironically, Double D broke a rule too when he called everyone's parents. You know what they say, snitches get stitches. At least Double D admits he went too far, unlike Eddie who never apologized for all the shit he caused. I still like this episode either way. Honor thy Ed. The Eds are dared to go inside this empty house, which is haunted apparently. It's the cliche haunted house story but with Edna humor squeezed in, and I love it. Before that, the beginning always kills me when the Eds decide to make a taco stand. And by tacos, I mean paper plates filled with grass and grated orange crayons. You know, the essentials. At least Eddie has brothers median secret hot sauce. I cry every time Ed's head turned to a used match or Eddie exploding after eating just one drop. The rest of the episode has some good laughs too with the Ed's exploring each part of the house. They soon learn that this house isn't actually haunted, but rather the cankers tricking them into marrying them against their wills. Words can't describe how starkish that sounds. Still, good episode. Scrambled Ed. Double D is severely exhausted after doing an overnight project, but he's constantly disturbed by everyone. No joke. Everyone wouldn't leave Double D alone throughout this episode. Eddie and Ed need him for their latest scam. Sarah and Jimmy need a patient so they can play doctor. Kevin needs his bike chain fixed. Rolf has lobsters invading his garden. And Plank has a growth, which makes no sense, but okay. I honestly felt so bad for Double D because all the kid wanted to do was take a nap. At least Jimmy acknowledged Double D was simply tired before getting peer pressure by Sarah. That's not to say Eddie and Ed didn't notice. They just didn't care. Mostly Eddie. And because of Eddie's careless constructing, it caused a major flood at the cul-de-sac. Seriously, the whole cul-de-sac was underwater. People are hungry, drifting at sea, and separated from their families, and all Eddie gives a shit about is making Ed the star attraction for his next scam. Bro, are you that fucking inconsiderate? Don't worry, the cul-de-sac goes back to normal in the next episode, but still. Yeah, this episode is problematic, but so ridiculous that he can't help but laugh at it, especially scenes like Ed opening his jacket like a fridge, or when Ed says, Do not on adjust your set. Even Rolf getting attacked by lobsters made me laugh out loud. We also learned from Rolf that you should never put hot wax on lobsters. Good to know. Despite its flaws, it's still enjoyable in a way. Rent a Ed. The Eds Society take jobs as repairmen, only for Ed to constantly break things instead of fixing them. Bro, this is comedy gold right here. I mean, what else we expect from an episode where the Eds pretend to be repairmen? Before that, Ed jumped off a slide and broke the playground's steer tire during their circus scam. Seriously, Ed must have balls of steel to survive a stunt like that. But it gets better once they undergo their next facade. Ed destroyed Jimmy's easy-bake oven and threw it against the wall as well, ripped apart Johnny's kitchen sink when he thought he found detergent, then took apart his heat radiator so he could build a birdhouse, and the icing on the cake, knocking down the support beam to Johnny's house. If you guys thought Johnny was pissed off, imagine a look on Plank's face according to him. (laughs) Don't worry, the Eds managed to calm him down when he and the other kids get distracted by one last act by the flying Eduardo brothers. Oh yeah, the montage with the Eds' attempt to rebuild Johnny's sink and Rolf's towel falling down during the sauna scan was pretty funny too. And no, Johnny had no idea they turned his home into a sauna before they destroyed it. It's obvious that humor is the only thing that keeps this episode going, yet it's very enjoyable. Shoe, Ed. Johnny's carefree attitude is coming a nuisance to everybody, and Eddie sees this as a way to get rich quick. This episode has comedy written all over it, and the best thing to come out of it was Johnny himself. I loved the beginning where Kevin was looking for his bike, only for Johnny to find and later destroyed it. And no, he didn't apologize for it. I could call Johnny an asshole for that, but in the end, Johnny was just being Johnny, which worked better in Eddie's favor, because all Johnny was doing was being his fun and weird self without knowing he's part of Eddie's scam. Speaking of which, how did the Eds make Johnny more annoying than he already is? By making him adorn all the things the Eds find annoying. For Eddie, it was a suit, which I'm not gonna lie. I didn't like wearing suits as a kid, but now that I'm an adult, suits are second nature to me. For Double D, it was bad breath, courtesy of brushing his teeth with anchovy paste. And Ed, having a block of wood glue to your foot, don't act. Throw a couple of head pokes, yeehaws, and body cracks, and you got yourselves a perfect pest. Of course, in the show's typical fashion, Eddie's plan can only work for so long, as Rolf seemed to be the only one who admires Johnny's bizarreness. The ending where Rolf's animals go berserk and the to get stuck in a danger box with them kills me, and they continue to go berserk every time Johnny cracks his fingers. For God's sakes, Eddie, all you gotta do is give Johnny a quarter and he will set you free. But no, Eddie couldn't even do that to save himself. Overall, very funny episode. Ed in a half show. Ed is forced to play with Jimmy while Sarah goes to her ballet lesson, and Eddie takes this opportunity to teach Jimmy the ways of scamming. As far as I'm concerned, this is where people start to hate on Jimmy. I mean, his insecurities can be annoying at times, but it's not his fault, until he took part in Eddie's conniving methods, Not only did Jimmy prove to be better at scamming, but he also acted very sinister and rude, especially towards Double D who praised him for how clever his trampoline scam was. Arrogant little shit. Funny enough, Eddie was actually proud to see Jimmy act this way, knowing that all his lessons worked. Of course, it doesn't take long for Eddie to get annoyed by this, as shown in later seasons. Yeah, seeing Jimmy act this way can be unbearable to watch at times, yet I kinda like this weird change of direction. Definitely makes Jimmy more interesting. And there are still parts that I genuinely liked, such as the gerbil scam in the beginning, the dodgeball scene, or the montage where Eddie teaches Jimmy how to be like him. But let's be real, the best part of the episode was when Ed kept shushing people because according to him, My yeast rising. Again, you can't make this shit up. Still, not bad for an episode. Mirror, Mirror on the Ed. In a game of Truth or Dare, the Eds stared to act like each other. Eddie acted like Double D, Double D acted like Ed, and Ed acted like Eddie. It was hilarious to see the Eds spoke fun of each other, from Eddie trying to sound intelligent, Double D trying to be dumb and carefree as possible, but Ed portrayed Eddie perfectly. I mean, he did say he practiced. However, this caused major confusion towards their peers, mostly Rolf. I love the scenes where Double D was forced to clean Ed's room when Sarah thought he was Ed, or when Eddie tried examining Kevin's brain. And by that I mean sticking a telescope right through Kevin's head. This led to Eddie trying to hide in Double D's room, only for him to trigger his alarm system. Rip. Oh yeah, can't forget about Johnny playing along by having Plank act like Eddie or Ed act like Plank. Also, the beginning where Eddie and Ed stand midair over a gorge for 21 seconds straight. Yes, I counted. This episode is not only wholesome but pretty funny as well. Hot buttered Ed. The Eds along with the kids decide to have a beach day at the nearby swimming hole, but when Kevin takes their spot, the Eds are forced to improvise. It's the typical beach day episode you see in most shows, yet still enjoyable. I like how the swimming hole doesn't look like your typical beach, where it's a lot smaller and the only ones who seem to know about it are the kids. I wonder if they keep this place a secret from the adults. Anyway, I like the beginning where the Eds had a camp out in Ed's backyard. They ate potato chips, made fart noises, and poked fun at Ed's poor attempt at making shadow puppets. In a way, it's kind of wholesome because they genuinely act like kids for once. Well, at least Eddie and Ed did. And just like most kids, the Eds overslept which took a heavy toll on their plan. Really, this whole episode was them trying to find a better spot, which actually worked to an extent. I mostly enjoyed the scenes where the Eds climbed this giant cliff to steal Johnny's spot. And I know you're lying if you didn't find Ed acting like a camel fucking hilarious. Also, Double D going frantic because he forgot his sunscreen was pretty funny too, which led to him and his friends getting severely burnt. Let this be a lesson, kids. Always bring sunscreen when you go to the beach. Or if you do get sunburned, just pretend you're a chameleon like Ed. (laughs) Overall, very wholesome and funny episode. High Heeled Ed. When the neighborhood boys, except for Jimmy, are off go-karting, the Eds must think of a scam that cares to both girls and Jimmy. This was a really interesting episode, for once the Eds are trying to find their more sensitive side according to Eddie, though Ed had to bring up something disgusting about his sensitive side. <laughs> actually, there's two adult jokes squeezed in. Besides what I mentioned, Ed referred to himself as an Oedipus during their Sewer Swamp Swampright scam. But after trial and error mixed with spying and Sarah's emotional outburst, the Eds decided to make a gold jewelry stand, which actually worked. Of course, the Eds aren't capable of making real jewelry. Instead, they slap gold paint on common things to make it look like they're priceless. The highest-selling product was Ed's pants. Oddly enough, not gonna lie, it was funny to see Nasir and Jimmy fight over Ed's pants before he found out it was fake. Honestly, I don't have much to say except with Ed's pants, Ed briefly gained intelligence. Emphasis on briefly. Fa la 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 Ed. After going through Double D's closet, Ed believes it's Christmas and tries to celebrate it, despite it being July. This episode takes the trope of Christmas in July, but a more literal and humorous approach. Christmas in July was also a movie released in 1940, but that's going off topic. Anyway, it wouldn't take long for everyone to join in on Ed's early celebration. Except for Eddie, because Ed's Christmas fantasy distracted him from the quote-unquote real holiday, which was Piggy Bank Day. To put it simply, once a year kids break open their piggy banks and spend their money. As a kid, I was definitely disappointed to know that wasn't a real holiday. <laughs> And you guys already know A took full advantage of everyone bringing out their piggy banks. But the feels, man, seeing Double D tear up when he was forced to smash Jimmy's piggy bank, definitely shows that A doesn't take his friend's feelings into consideration. One of my favorite moments in this episode has to be when Ed was playing with bubble wrap in Double D's closet, but he popped on the bubble so hard they broke part of the ceiling too. Also, when Ed found a mistletoe and tried kissing Eddie and Double D, in which Double D responded by saying, Ed, please, someone may be watching. No doubt he's referring to the viewers. Eddie does eventually get into the Christmas fiasco when he and his friends sang Christmas carols and extra money, in which he claimed that cheer will come their way. In reality, he spent all their money on jawbreakers for himself, but in a twist, Ed gave away all the jawbreakers that he bought, much to his heart. In a way, Eddie inadvertently kept his promise to the kids, even though he had no intention on keeping it. This was a very wholesome episode, and it shows that December isn't the only month where you should be spreading joy and goodness. Cry Ed. We've now reached the season finale. After Jimmy gets injured, Eddie tries to get himself injured so he can get attention. This episode takes the trope of kids getting attention from injuries, but in a more humorous way. All of Eddie's attempts to outstage Jimmy offered a lot of laughs. First by claiming he was attacked by a giant Swedish meatball. Obviously, that's bullshit, but according to Rolf, a giant meatball stalks his pig every night, so it's hard to tell. Or when Ed drops a fucking house on Eddie and no one heard it? Seriously, what is it with the Ed destroying houses this season? It was also nice to see Double D and Ed help Jimmy by putting him in a giant safety bubble or giant rubber glove in this case. But that only made Eddie all the more jealous, as he tried making his own safety suit. Naturally, it wasn't protective enough, as he gets his ass beat by Rolf and Kevin. You're probably wondering, what happened to Jimmy that caused him to get so much attention? Well, he broke his foot after a clothes peg fell on him. Yes, Jimmy broke his foot from a fucking clothes peg. Yeah, that shit did annoy me a bit. At least him getting crushed by a tree and mulled by a squirrel made up for it. Jimmy, what the hell did you do to that squirrel? This episode kinda has the same problems with the Vashi Yed, which is that it doesn't feel like a season finale, just another run-the-mill episode. I guess that was the point, but still. This episode was pretty solid either way. Alright, that's every episode from Season 2, what do I think? Well Season 2 definitely feels like an improvement over Season 1. I still enjoy Season 1 for how simple and down-to-earth it was, but Season 2 helped make the show feel more fleshed out, and some episodes take full advantage over the fact that it's a cartoon. I also like how they branch out into other reasons why the Eds failed their scams instead of just having the Cankers conveniently show up and ruin everything. Overall, Season 2 is a very solid season, and worth watching. Although, the next season review I might do, may or may not be Season 3 of Vetta Ed and Eddie. I know that's fucking crazy because I love this show to death, but I think other shows deserve some love too, you know. And I'll leave that on a cliffhanger. Anyway, you just listened to yet another Geeks Crossing podcast. What are some of your favorite episodes from Season 2 of Veta Ed and Eddie? Join our Discord server and follow our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Links will be provided as always. Continue to support us on all available platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening and stay true to your geek selves.